Hi everyone, this is Joe. Welcome to the Trout Creek Bible Cast, a podcast designed to keep you connected to Trout Creek, to each other, and of course, to the Word of God. Welcome back to the Trout Creek Bible Cast. This is our third episode, April 2019. As always, we want to kick off our time with some Bible study. So little Joe led us through Philippians chapter 3. So I encourage you to pause the Bible Cast if you're able to right now and read Philippians chapter 3. And then we'll jump right in with some Bible time. Here we go. For April, um, we've been in Philippians, and we're going to jump into Philippians 3 as we continue on through the book of Philippians. Uh, One interesting note in regards to how the people that uh, structured the chapters and verses of the Bible, uh, the ending of chapter 3 is, I think, where it keeps going, but 4 starts. Uh, and it says therefore and four one, but really I think that's the ending of three, and I'll explain that here in a bit. But hopefully you've read the passage, got a little bit of uh, an understanding of it. But I want to start with the end, and we'll read four one, which I would say would be the end of the chapter. But it says therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy, my crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. So I want to talk about how do we stand firm in the Lord. And I think Philippians 3 gives us a pretty good idea of how to stand firm in the Lord. Because Paul's saying at the end, that's it. This is how you stand firm. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting that would be the beginning of a chapter, but sometimes that's what happens. But So let's go back to the beginning of 3, and uh, we'll just kind of work our way through. Um He's just telling you in the beginning there's some warnings. Um, you know, I, I kind of empathize with Paul. He's like, I keep telling you the same thing. I have no apology for this. I have no trouble telling you this. And it seems like whether it's, you know, a sermon, it's kind of like, uh, does this guy ever get any new material? It's the same old thing. But sometimes we need reminding of... Uh, of what we need to be doing in order to stand firm. So um, Paul is basically saying, look, I'm here to tell you how to stand firm in the Lord. And the one thing he says is don't, the first thing is, I'm just going to run through all five of them real quick, then I'll, I'll go back through so that way you don't have to try and figure out what five they are. But the first one is do not rest on your earthly accomplishments or your legalistic righteousness. That's the first thing he says. The second thing is, uh, do a cost-benefit analysis. Uh, we'll explain that in a little bit. And then is number three is, be found in him. Mm-hmm. Number four, press on. Forget the past, press on. And then number five is, set your mind on him in heaven. Um, so those are the five things we want to cover. First thing is, do not rest on your earthly accomplishments. Paul was sitting there going, look, guys, I mean, as far as my, my pedigree, my 
resume, my everything. I, I can speak to you on every level with every authority that God, you know, ordained for man. And here it is, you know, that I'm from the people of Israel. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. Dude, I mean, I went, I served on camp all summers. I started on crew, <laughs> you know, and I worked up to leadership. And now I've gone to seminary, and I'm leading a church, and you know what I want to say? Who cares? That's what Paul says. Who cares? That's true. Because um, we can have all this stuff, but if our heart is not in the right place, it's legalistic accomplishments and righteousness. And he's saying, don't rest on that. Even though he had every reason to, don't rest on that. It's just amazing that we as humans and people who've served at camp and served faithfully, and I don't want to diminish anybody's uh, desire to serve here or the, the service they've done, but we can't just go, because of that, I'm somebody in Christ. Paul is saying, don't do that. It, it's not about that. And Jesus was definitely not about that. I mean, he, as it says in Philippians 2, like we read last time, even though he was God, he didn't consider it something to be rest. He humbled himself. He made himself nothing. And even though he was the creator of the world and all of us, he died on a cross. And this month we've been celebrating that, uh, the death and resurrection of our Lord. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later here in the passage. But anyway, so first of all, don't, don't rest on your earthly accomplishments or your pedigree or your family or where you're born. Uh, none of that really matters in the grand scheme of things. The second thing is, but whatever was to your profit, considered a loss. Paul says, I consider everything rubbish, a lost garbage compared to knowing Christ and to uh, the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. Do a cost-benefit analysis. I don't know if you know what that means. A CBA, as they say, the street lingo, is... <laughs> Um, they say that on the street. Well, in the in the business in world, the business street, okay. the business street, Wall Street, Wall Street, yeah, that street, Wall Street. Thank Got you. Okay. Do a CBA, a cost benefit analysis. In other words, I always tell people do a pro and con. Lift on your list on your left side the pros, and on the right the cons. And you know whether you want to work at camp or whether you want to take this job or whether you want to, you know, serve in a position. Hello, we're still here. Um, you know, just do a, a cost-benefit analysis. List all the pros and cons of what you're doing, and that's what Paul's saying is everything compared to Christ is garbage. It's worthless. It's rubbish. It's trash. It's, you know, none of us, well, we really don't like to go to the garbage and, you know, pick through it. I remember as a young kid going to the landfill, and we'd dump stuff there. This is back in the day when you could kind of rummage through things. And I'd always find little treasures as a kid. My dad would be like, Dad, put that back. Yeah. That's trash. We're coming here to dump the trash, not pick up the trash. So most of us wouldn't go to a dump heap and start looking for things that are of value. Um, the only value we have is really the Lord Jesus. And that's what he's saying is uh, he wants to be found in him. He he compares everything to Christ. He's the standard to which we compare everything. So whatever you want to do, do a cost-benefit analysis with Jesus as 
the ultimate um, benefit and everything else against that and see what comes out from that. Also, he goes on to say, and I want to be found in him, uh, not having a righteousness of my own like we talked about earlier, but that which is through faith in Christ. And he says, I want to know Christ. And I mean, if you really love him, you do want to know him and you want to be found in him. You, I mean, how many would love to have the power of Christ that he had? I mean, how many want to have the power of that resurrection? I mean, who wouldn't want to tap into that? And uh, you've recently... i got all kinds of noises going on in here today. Sorry. Um, that time of year. That time of year. It's cranking here, but hopefully we got all the side uh, distractions away from us now but we want to be found in him get to know him and share in his power his resurrection and the one that we really don't want to share in but the scriptures say so poignantly mm -hmm. in verse 10 is also to share in the fellowship of his sufferings i mean i'm signing on for his power i'm signing on for his resurrection <laughs> yeah. Sufferings, um, not so much. I mean, how many say, "Let me suffer for the Lord"? How many want a debilitating disease or you know something like that and say, "Yeah, I'm doing that for the Lord"? Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, like Paul, he had thorn in his flesh. I mean, there's people all throughout the Scriptures and people that you know in your life and that I know that uh, we live in a broken world. And the Lord lived in a broken world. And he was healing that broken world. But ultimately, he even um, was broken by this world. And his body was broken. But the great thing is he overcame that brokenness mm -hmm. by the power of his resurrection. So even in the sufferings, we can take hope that we have the resurrection power. We have the fellowship of him. Um, even though the sufferings can be very difficult. I mean, my life's been fairly blessed, you know, personally, even though I've experienced death and that kind of stuff from people in my past. It's, it's been a, a life that has not been filled with immense suffering uh, lately. And I'm just praying that I would be ready if something like that did come along, um, that I would really, truly be able to be found in him. It really is be found in Christ. So we've got don't rest on your earthly accomplishments. Whatever's to your benefit, now considered a loss. And then be found in him. And here's another one that I think is a major issue for a lot of us as believers. Is to press on. Forget the past and press on toward the future. Our past is what so easily entangles us. It We, we look back and I'm thinking of um, Psalm 25 where it says forget or it says uh, remember not the sins of my youth mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm praying that not all the time but I'm thankful for that because I just remember how dumb and young I was in my youth and I'm thankful that the Lord uh, has given me forgiveness and I, I challenge each one of us is to live in the forgiveness don't let the past get a hold of us. You know, just think of you driving and remember those side mirrors that you look at and it says objects in this mirror are closer than they appear. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of times we are looking in the rear view or side view mirrors and not looking towards the future, mm -hmm. uh, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. We look in the side and those objects appear much closer than they really should be or are. So don't look in your mirrors, not when you're driving, do that, but in your <laughs> life, don't be looking in the mirrors all the time going woulda, shoulda, coulda. I mean, do that for, uh, you know, each day maybe do a little bit of reflection, but moving on. Not letting the past paralyze you, okay? Fixing our eyes on the future, heavenward. Um, it, it's so important to do that. And it's, it's not easy to press on, especially when uh, we've got so many things in our, our lives that, you know, surround us and cloud our vision. But I want to encourage you to press on, forgetting what is the past, and taking hold of that for which Christ has called you. And that's heavenward. Um, it, it's so, so important. And there's a prize there that we will be... Uh, that prize of being with him in heaven. But, yeah, I don't know if anybody has anything else to say, but otherwise I'm going to keep moving on to my last point, and then we can maybe do a little bit of Fiji. <laughs> uh, I just made a connection between verse 19 and verse 13. He says, I don't want a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, righteousness that depends on faith. And in verse 13 he says, Forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what is ahead. And uh, I think about in my life when I am trying to have a righteousness of my own. Mm. Um, I think sometimes when we think about repenting and turning to Jesus, we think I have to repent of my unrighteousness. But I also have to repent of my self-made righteousness, right? My own attempts to be good enough and to, to be moral enough and not need a Savior. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, wow. And... When I'm in that moralistic world or frame of mind where I'm trying to be good enough and I'm trying to do good enough and <clears throat> follow all the commands and be righteous on my own, a righteousness of my own, when I'm in that mode, I'm always checking in the mirrors. I'm always looking in the past 100% of the time. And looking for other people's approval. Right. Because I'm looking back there not only for the sins and mistakes that I could have done better, but also for the things like, oh, but I did that. That was good. I did that. I'm constantly working on my report card, which is all based on the past, rather than wow. focusing on what is ahead because I've forgotten that because, you know what, my righteousness doesn't depend on all that stuff back there. My righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And I, I think that's when I get stuck in the past is when I try to be moralistic about it. And it's a easy thing to slip into. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for me we, it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... Just the spiritual disciplines, the daily devotions. I mean, you can all make all of that. Like Paul did. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had everything to go on. He had zeal. I mean, he was persecuting people. I mean, he was checking boxes left and right mm -hmm. of his religious accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And we can get into that moral, I'm doing good. I'm doing good compared to people around me. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm checking the boxes. Um, and we're trying to make up for that moral ground when the Lord's like, I got it covered. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is trust in my finished work on the cross. That's a good word. Thank you. Alright, so we want to press on. And you notice in verse 16, kind of uh, what we were just talking about 
he says, uh, only let us live up to what we have already attained. He was saying that when we're mature, we'll take on this point of view, and if not, God will make it clear to you. I kind of like that one too, where it's like, and if you don't have a clear vision of this, God will make it clear to you. <laughs> uh, I think, don't lose ground, okay? Live up to what you've already attained. And if you're in a holding pattern for a time, you know, for whatever reason, you're kind of just on the side of the road at the rest stop, you know, don't go backwards. At least stay there. I, I don't encourage you to stay in the, the slow lane or the the rest stop for too long. But if you are at a place where there's a, a crisis in your life, don't go backwards. Don't lose ground. He says, let us live up to what we've already attained. I think that's so important as part of our pressing on. Uh, the last thing is set your mind on heaven, where Christ is seated. He says, uh, their destiny, I'm in verse, uh, I'll go to verse 18. For as I have often told you before and now say again with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Mm -hmm. I think of Colossians chapter 3 where it says, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. Mm -hmm. We, you know, there's often the saying, so heavenly minded you're no earthly good. I mean, I can kind of see the point people are trying to make, but the scriptures really say, be of heavenly uh, perspective. And then in your earthly uh, living, live out that earthly or that heavenly perspective. So keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and then live that out on the earth. Don't get fixed on earthly things because they are a trap. And we know ourselves and our own selves, the choices we've made and other people that get focused on the earthly things and it's so debilitating, so frustrating. And... Uh, so I want to encourage you to set your mind on heavenly things where Christ is seated. And uh, anybody else? If not, I'm going to finish up with, well, I'll just bring it back to, now we go into 4.1 where it says, Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, this is how you should stand firm in the Lord. Mm. I guess the question is, do you really want to stand firm in the Lord? Do you want to be counted among the people who stand firm in the Lord? If so, Paul in Philippians 3 has given us a great uh, roadmap on how to do that. Don't rest on your earthly accomplishments, how great they are. Uh, count the cost and uh, count it against Jesus. Be found in him and his power, his resurrection, and his suffering. Press on. And uh, set your mind on heaven where Christ is. If we're doing those things, we will be doing uh, a great work for the Lord as he empowers us to do that. So that's the word of the month for April out of Philippians chapter 3.
Uh, be praying for us as we're getting ready for summer, getting staff here, and pray that each one of us would be doing that um, as we uh, want to stand firm in the Lord. Okay. Kelly Joe, yeah. can you close us in a word of prayer, please? Yes, I can. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for people like Paul that can um, live a life worthy of the calling and that we can imitate what he has done. Um, and I just pray, Jesus, that as we read scripture, as we meditate on it, may you be teaching us and shaping us to be like you. And may we find joy in um, the power of your resurrection, but also find joy in the suffering that we share with you. And may we um, just choose to look at you and not look at the rearview mirror and um, focus on our mistakes or focus on us, but truly focus on who you are and who you're creating us to be. Right, this is uh, hi. <laughs> okay, everyone, it is now time for our team uh, competition song. Team competition score. No, it's not really. Okay. Uh, it is now time for our year-round staff rapid-fire interview. I am here with Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes called by the cool kids, Jamaica uh, or Mexico. I'm pretty sure you're the only one that calls. <laughs> exactly, the cool kids. Some people call me Jam Jam. <laughs> so you know. My mom calls me Jammin. Because my name is Ben, ben Jammin. Jammin. Yeah. I get it. So, Kelly Joe, yes. I have some rapid-fire questions for you. I'm ready. So that everyone on this podcast can get to know you and what you do. Okay. So, my question, first question, how long have you worked at camp? Um, my first summer was 2004, before all of you were born, probably. <laughs> and I was a CIT, and then I came back in 15, and I came back in 17, and now I'm here. So, a, couple, uh, a long time. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, what positions have you done? Uh, girl CIT, program director, um, cook, counselor, and lead. I love that you went from girl CIT, and then the next time you worked here, you were program. <laughs> I know. I kind of like, yeah, I missed all the other <laughs> things. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing about working at camp? Oh, gosh. Everything. Um, the people, the staff. The ability to be silly and fun and also serious. Um, the place itself is pretty amazing. I feel, I don't know, connected to the Lord when I'm out here. That's great. So, yeah. Speaking of being out here, I don't know that walking while we do this interview was a great idea. Because <laughs> we're both like, <laughs> but it's great to be out around camp. It is. Uh, what did, nope, I already asked you that. What do you do when you're not at camp? Uh, well, I tend to work a lot, so... When I'm not at camp, I'm hanging out with my friends. Um, my hobbies include <laughs> reading. Um, I love to read. My niece and I love to spend time together. I tend to eat at Chick-fil-A at least once a week. I, knew, I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, my niece, Samantha, and I, we sit down and we watch movies and we color and we talk about life. Um, I go home to my parents' um, house a lot, go to the farm. Just pretty much anything else. Oh, yeah, for the whatever. farm. Yeah. I want yeah. to be a farmer one day. You should. Um, this isn't about me, though. Sorry. What's your favorite <laughs> camp song? Do you have a favorite uh, camp song? I, of course I do. 
Um, Gentle Hands is my all-time favorite. And um, I think another really fun one is the banana papaya. I like bananas. Yeah, I would never... I know that mangoes are sweet. What is the actual title of that song? I like bananas. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. We just start singing it and it's really fun. I do like that it's song. It's like very campy. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, anything else you want to say to staff and campers? Staff? Um, there, oh, there's so many things. Um, I love the staff. I love meeting new staff, having old ones come back. Um, so please apply and come back. And to campers, we can't wait for you to come. We're so excited. You make camp come alive. So we can't wait for you to come. For real. Yeah. Cool. I think that's it. Cool. You did it. I did it. Congratulations. Every month on the BibleCast, we also like to hear from one of our summer staff members. And so this month, Jamaica sat down with the one and only Panda. Panda has been on staff for several years, and we'll let him tell you about that. Uh, They sat down recently over a meal and talked about life, camp, God, and all kinds of cool things. And so please enjoy hearing from Panda. Here we go. It's recording. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, everybody. This is my amazing friend, Panda. Hi, everyone. I'm Panda. Yay! I'm so excited that you're on the podcast. Um, to, and you're wearing a shirt that has a panda on it. Yes, it does have a panda on it. I got it on Amazon. One of the greatest purchases of my life to it's date. It's not just a panda, though. It's a panda that's inside an astronaut suit. Yes, this panda works for NASA, and he's <laughs> in the middle of like a galaxy. It's got some like lasers yes. going on. And stars and yes, everything. It's amazing. These are just one of the amazing shirts that you have. You wear a new shirt every single day with some sort of animal or something on it. I try. I really like wolf shirts. Um, I get them all from Walmart. Walmart is a great resource for (laughs) random weird t-shirts. Right, right, right. And they're perfect for camp. Yes, they're amazing for camp. I feel like camp's the only place where they're like really okay all the time. Nobody questions it. It's just Do you wear these shirts at college? I do. Oh, okay. I do. Do people question you? I feel like less than like questions it's like funny looks like people just kind of make eye contact and keep walking and it's my favorite thing i enjoy it a lot that's awesome um how long have you been working as a staff member at camp i started in 2013 so six summers every summer since wow and what was your first like job my first year i was on crew crew Mm -hmm. 2013 was Mm -hmm. the best Mm -hmm. i loved it great people we still have crew parties like that's so fun every christmas that's amazing um and then what else did you do um, so after crew, I was a CIT for two years mm-hmm. and then I was a counselor in 2016 mm-hmm. and then I was CIT Dean and then counselor Dean this last summer. That's amazing. You've like just done almost everything. It's been an adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how would you explain working at camp to people who like have never done it before? Ooh, it's the weirdest thing. Cause like, it sounds like it wouldn't be that great, but mm-hmm. it's the best because mm-hmm. you work really hard and you get to meet a lot of amazing people and it's the best summer of your life. And I feel like I don't have words like to actually explain how amazing it is. It is hard to describe it's it. It's just, it's camp and it's, it's the camp. best. It's the best. Did you go to camp, um, as a camper? Yes. I started primary camp. I went to <gasps> primary camp twice. And then when I was a junior camper, fidget 
fidget with my counselor. Oh my gosh. So, a couple times. It's been good. That's so fun. What were you like as a camper? What was I? Mm. Were you wearing wolf shirts? No, I don't think, I don't think I really, well at that point I didn't choose my own wardrobe. It was pretty much my parents' decision. Oh, okay. And I don't think wolf shirts were their cup of tea, per okay. se. I don't know. I feel like maybe, like I don't know in junior high I was like really shy and really yeah. quiet, uh-huh. but... I don't, I guess I don't really know. I'd be I, really curious. I, like, picture you as, like, really inquisitive and, like, mm. fun facts. Because you say that a lot, like, fun fact. And then fun you, fact. like, list off the fun fact. This is true. Um, I, I kind of picture you as, like, walking and, like, singing a song of, like, a <laughs> stick or something. I really yes. Know. I could The Adventure see Club kind of kid. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, what is an embarrassing story like a quick story about something embarrassing that happened to you when you were working on staff, maybe with you and a camper, you and another staff member, something embarrassing has had to have happened. I know there's gotta be something. I'm trying to think of what it was though. I feel like I've like Or like a really funny story. I mean, I can think of one, but <laughs> what can you think of? <laughs> My mind is going blank. Okay, well, one time you had the camper that went canoeing. Yes. Um, one time you got mm. stung by a bee, like a couple different times. Yes. Uh, I mean, okay, I would say that would be that'd be up of... there. <laughs> I got stung on the bee, like, right in my eye, and it swelled up. Stung on the bee? Stung Stung on the the eye eye. by a bee. I'm, like, so traumatized by this experience, so, like, I... The best part of the story Mm. is you were telling me, like, retelling me the story of how it happened, and you were like, Jamaica, I was just walking along, and then I saw a bee, and I was like, woo, look at that bee, it looks so fun and friendly, and then you were like, and then it stung me. I I was like, there's a friend, and then I was betrayed, and it was, it was the The cruel reality. The best slash worst was that your eyes swole up so much that you, mm-hmm. you know, had to get help, medical help. But you wore a pirate eye patch for the rest I of the did. week, and that was the best part. <laughs> I found, like, a pirate hat, too, in the program office. I was like, I just got to complete the look. That's amazing. And then I went to, like, a wedding, like, at the end of that week, like, with some friends. Did you wear like, the pirate eye? I was debating. I ended up not at the last moment. Aww. But I was like, how funny would it be? That would have been so funny. Iconic. Oh, my but. God. Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so tell me, if you had to pick three staff members to save you from a deserted island, you're stranded on a deserted island, and you pick three staff members, any time that you've known camp, who any would it three. be? Any three, and why? Who would it be, and why? Hmm. I feel like, number one, I'd have to go with Evan, because I feel like he'd be able to build a boat. Like, Great. I don't, I have no technical know-how. Okay. Um, so he'd be up there. Okay. Joe Fan would probably be on the list. I knew he'd make the list. Just because he's like, he's so like, even though I'd be like, everything would be falling apart, I'd be on a desert island, like I'm stranded, but I just talked to him, everything would be fine. Right. You know, it'd be like so great. Yeah. And then, hmm. I feel like there's so many. There's so many. Well, you can, you know, this is your, this is your like, this is your plan. You can mm. make whatever you want. If you need to add another person, you can. I feel like then I would add Fidget, just because okay. it'd be like, it'd be fun. Like, yeah. we'd make it into a game, it'd be like a grand adventure. He'd like bring his guitar along, be like <laughs> entertainment, it'd be great. Um, yeah, he would He would make up a song about it. Yeah, I could yeah, see it. Could he'd see do it. like some theater, you know? Oh, yeah. He'd like train some animals how to play musical instruments, it'd be great. <gasps> That'd be amazing! Oh, okay. You're That's on what, You're on board with this plan? This is, that was who it'd be. Yeah. We would make it. It'd so, Evan, Joe Fano, and Fidget. Yes. Perf. 
That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me about... We're going to get into like the serious stuff. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tell me about a way that you grew in your faith by working at camp. I feel like at camp, you notice like really like... Because like I grew up going to church and like mm-hmm. my family's believers, but at camp it's really like... I think it's where I like made my faith my own. And mm-hmm. like really had like my own relationship with God for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so I loved, especially when I was on crew, like, we would get up early, and we'd have, go have, like, Bible study, like, in the lounge, like, on the RAS. It mm-hmm. was really nice. And they spend a lot of time, like, in the Word, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like every year, like, God teaches me new things, shows me new things. Mm-hmm. I meet new people who, like, encourage me different ways. I've, like, learned to pray, and, like, just seeing God show up in, like, so many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is one way that you saw God show up, like, in, in like, a, this is, like, a God moment, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He showed up for me. Or he showed up for a camper, and I got to, like, be a witness to that. Can you think of a time? I'm trying to think of one, because I know that I have them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would just say, like, there's been times when I've had, like, campers who are, like, struggling with, like, a lot of things, like, hard situations, a lot of doubt, like, a lot Mm -hmm. of fear, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of things. And then it's, like, as the week goes on, and, like, as they spend time in Bible study, like, worship nights are big ones. Mm -hmm. It's, like, God just, like gives them so much peace through all of that mm-hmm. and that's not something that's like natural like just happens that's like because they come from really rough spots and god just like really shows up and shows mm-hmm. them um, how much he loves them and that's just an amazing thing to see mm-hmm. especially like if it's been a really hard week for them mm-hmm. usually especially. by friday like their walls are finally like coming down they're finally like open to what god is trying to do in their lives mm-hmm. yeah. and and they're also thinking about like oh no what is life going to be like when i leave camp right and then that's when the Lord, like, really, like, steps up. And he's like, bam! <laughs> it's been so cool to see some of those same campers come back, like, summer after summer after yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just so much growth. And it's just, like, they're completely different after mm-hmm. three or four years. Because God just, like, he does his thing. It's I amazing. Know. It is amazing. What is it about camp that makes it so that, like, I don't know. It just feels like camp is a place where God moves and he works. And sometimes it feels like that's, like, one of the only places I know it's not the only place because mm-hmm. I've experienced him outside of camp. Right. But it just seems like camp is one of those big places. What do you think that is? That specialness? I don't know. I think God is definitely like blessed Trout Creek in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like there's a lot of amazing staff and I feel like it's just a lot of when you gather people together and they're all on fire mm-hmm. where it is like we come together for like a few, few like short months mm-hmm. and we just have like a common goal and we're like working and being on mission together. There's just this excitement and this fun is kind of feeds off of it and then mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the week during staff meetings, all the staff, like, share stories of, like, mm-hmm. um, things that God did in their cabin. It's, just, like, builds each other up. There's this encouragement. It's just an amazing atmosphere. It's true. And I think, you know, like, a lot of times God is doing individual things in all of our lives, but, like, we don't hear about it all. So mm-hmm. at camp, just hearing about all the things that God is doing all the time, it's just so encouraging. That's so true. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. We're all on, like, this team with a common mission and a common goal. Yeah. And then when we hear about these amazing things that are happening, we may not be a part of it per se, Mm -hmm. but we are because we're all supporting each other and we're like on mission together. Like we're all celebrating it. And it's not like a particular person. It's just like God, like what God is doing. Totally. It's so amazing. That makes me so excited Uh. for like camp. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, Okay. So what are, um, I'm trying to think of a way of saying, like, what is a way that camp has changed you for the better? Especially because at the end of camp, we go back to, like, our lives. Mm-hmm. You go back to college. Right. Go back to your family or whatever. So what is a way that, like, camp has made you different when you go back to your normal, like, life? And you're mm. like, oh, I'm different because of camp. What is that? 
that's a hard hmm. question. That's like really deep. I need a second. Oh, that's, it's like my counseling's coming out. <laughs> oh man, you're too good. Like the master's degree is coming through. Um, I'd say it's like the biggest thing is like trust in God, like even when things are rough, when things aren't like looking good. Like during the summer, you see God do so much, and like then mm. I think. <clears throat> you learn to see the world in a different way mm-hmm. at camp mm-hmm. and you learn to like look at what God is doing there and then like mm-hmm. that translates when you leave camp mm-hmm. like you aren't living in that same like really tight community with like a bunch of believers so it can be really easy to be discouraged but mm-hmm. then you have like this trust like I knew God did all these amazing things at camp mm-hmm. and then like that reframes your perspective and helps you look outside of camp and see like what is God doing here mm-hmm. like how can you use me he did all these amazing things at camp yeah. and God doesn't he's not like confined right to that That's and, like so he, true if when he does these amazing things at camp, like, he can do all that at school. He can do all that where we work outside mm-hmm. of camp. I don't know That's if that answers true. your question. Yeah, it does. I was also thinking, like, how do you personally, when you go back to school or back to your family or whatever, mm-hmm. how do you stay connected to Jesus? Like, what are some disciplines that you have to, like, stay in place? I know we're not all perfect. Right. And it's not, it's usually, sadly, it's not the same disciplines that we have at camp. Because those yeah. disciplines are so encouraged, and it's so much easier to do it at camp right? sometimes. When everyone's doing it, it's like the yeah. cool thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But when we go back to our regular life, like, what kinds of things help you stay connected to, like, your your faith and your life? I mean, I think, like, one of the biggest things is, like, finding a core group of people to, like, mm-hmm. support you with. So, like, your church, I have an amazing group of people um, who, like, this Christian group on campus. Mm-hmm. Like, we all hold each other accountable, and, like, pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And I think this, like, setting time aside for God and like scheduling it like being a college student I always have a very busy schedule and there's right. like tons of things all things can fall through the cracks but mm-hmm. like I always make like five minutes in the morning whether that's like spending time in the word mm-hmm. whether it's just like praying just like listening like what mm-hmm. does God want to say today mm-hmm. um and it's like being really intentional about that mm-hmm. I think for me that makes a huge difference because it's hard it when at camp it's like it's what everyone's doing but mm-hmm. it takes a lot more um like motivation outside of camp to keep mm-hmm. that up yeah but then it also does. it's so amazing because then once you see god working mm-hmm. the more like you feel god teaching you it's such an exciting thing it just kind of creates like this feedback loop where you just want to mm-hmm. do it more and more mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. so having good friends surround you mm-hmm. and then finding like five minutes in yeah. your day to like spend time in the word or like listen to something mm-hmm. anything else Sometimes on the way to work, I, like, blast the worship music. Yes. Because it helps me, like, reframe my mind. Or even at the end of a really long day, like, bringing it back and, like, trying to, like, listen to worship music. Yeah, for sure. I feel like worship music, I do a lot of walking, so I'm always walking around campus, mm-hmm. like, listening to worship music, listening to, like, sermons. Mm-hmm. It's a really great thing to do. Yeah. I feel like, especially, like, when you have, like, those awkward gaps of time in the day, like, yeah. I have 20 minutes. What can I do? And otherwise, I'd just be, like, on my phone looking at other things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a big phone time waster. Same. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good thing about camp is like no phones. But yes. it's like helpful. At first everyone's like they don't like it, but then yeah. once you live life without your cell phone for like, like oh, it's so free. It's so liberating. You're <laughs> yeah. like, I have all this time. Now, and like, like you look oh. at each other's eyes and like you have a conversation. Like yes. that doesn't always happen in like real life. That's actually very true. It's <laughs> kind know. of a sad thing to think about, but it's, it's so, so it's it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. Um, okay, so any other things, like, when you think of camp, what do you think about? What do you want to tell the people? What do you want campers to know or staff to know? Anything, like, this is from Panda's heart. Anything? Anything. Okay. Mm. I would say, you know, keep loving Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, if you want to work at camp, or even if you don't want to work at camp, you mm-hmm. should work at camp. Yeah, so it'll be the should. best summer of your life. Yeah, you should. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> um... 
I just think it's really important just to stay focused on um, God, on things that are important. Um, there's so much joy and so much freedom and like peace and like living a life full of Christ. Yes. So, ten out of ten. Is I the totally. Best. I would recommend following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> also, I would recommend working at camp. Ten yes. out of ten. Five stars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're gonna think about it? What's that? <laughs> Does that mean you're gonna think about it? I mean, I'm already thinking. About I know. It. After a meal oh. with me. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay, okay. We're going to keep working on him. Um, Okay, and then the last thing is, after this, we're Mm going to share the fun video that me and you made this last summer. The fun fact song. Yes, Yes. where we ran up and surprised everyone. (laughs) So tell us a little background about this this song and how it came to be and then how we kind of revived it this summer. Okay, well, you'll hear the song in a bit, so I don't need Mm -hmm. to, like, sing it per se. But it was on a crew, so in 2013, we were cleaning, down by the pool, there's, like, this propane tank. It's, like, this white, I don't know how you, it's, like, a white propane tank. So yeah. It's, like, gas tank. Yeah. And we were scrubbing it, and we were on it for, like, a long time, because it's really hard to get all this algae off. So, like, our crew, we were standing behind it, and then we had this fun idea. We had the fun fact song. So we'd hide behind it. Did you guys it. make up this song, too? I don't actually know. We just kind of started singing it one day, so okay. I assumed that we made it up. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, someone's... I don't know. Yeah. So then campers would walk by and we'd jump up and we'd sing this song. Yeah. You should probably just sing it because then we, in the video, like we sing it like really fast. So you jump up and you sing, hey you, your life seems fun. What's a fun fact about you? Uh Uh-huh. And then they either say a fun fact or they like run away because they're confused. (laughs) And then you sing, hey you, your life is fun. Thanks for sharing. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we go back to hiding. It's just like one of those funny camp things that only hiding happens Hiding slash camp. cleaning. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you guys were like still doing your job, right? We were being very productive. Right, right, we right. We were right, cleaning. Right. <laughs> totally. Serving the Lord. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, when oh. you told me the story that how you guys did that, I was like, we need to do that at camp. And then we finally, it took us weeks and weeks to like finally have free time to do it. And we right. did it one Thursday night. When it was the free time during the nighttime, and like we ran around and we startled so many staff. They were so confused. They were so confused, but it would turn out to be such a fun video, and we learned so many weird things. I think that was the highlight of my summer. I would say, in like a weird way, it's yeah. like good times. It was good times, and also I think one of my favorites is that like we ran up and we interviewed Fidget, and we we're like, "Hey, you," you know, and then he ran he ran out to go get a costume, and then he changed into. <laughs> Oh. Um, what was... Oh, it was, um, Sir... Sir Reginald Reginald. Sir Reginald Reginald. <laughs> and then he came back and we interviewed Sir Reginald Reginald oh, in the video. Funny. <laughs> that's the best. So, anyways, oh. you guys are going to listen to the song, um, next, I think, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you, Panda, for being interviewed and talking to him. Yep, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Cheese. One time my uncle made it with grape juice. Hey, hey you, your life, life is fun. Thanks for sharing. Uh huh, uh huh. Hey, hey you, your life seems fun. What's a fun, fun fact about you? Uh huh. Ooh, fun fact about me. Um, I am double jointed in all ten of my fingers what? and I can make them do weird things like this. Hey, hey you, your life, life is fun. fun. Thanks, Thanks for sharing. Uh huh, uh huh. Okay. Okay. Hey, JJ. <laughs> we were... Hey, you. Your life seems fun. What's, What's fun fact, fact about, about you? you? Uh-huh. Every home you ever 
I don't know. Anything. Uh, my jaw cracks every time I open my mouth. Hey, hey you. Your, your life is fun. fun. Thanks for sharing that. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for laughing at your pain. Yeah, it's so it's sad. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. <laughs> hey, hey, you. Your life seems fun. What's fun fact about you? Uh huh. Right. Well, um, my name is Sir Reginald Reginald the Third, and the first and last name both Reginald. I, I have over fourteen thousand Latin names of local fauna and flora committed to uh, to to memory, so I can name all, all of the. the Creatures. Hey, hey you, you like this fun. Thanks for sharing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Pip Hey you, you like seems fun. What's a fun fact about you? Uh huh. Hmm. Fun fact about me. Well, I can make a rapid voice change. So, I mean, I could do this. I could go straight to this, which is a little bit weird for some people who haven't seen it before. Or, well, heard it before. So, there you go. Hey you, you, you like this fun? Thanks for sharing, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey you, you like seeing this fun? What's the fun fact about you, uh-huh? I don't know. Think of something. I'm bad you gotta, at this. No, you gotta, you gotta be oh. able to think of something. I really like birds. Hey you, you like this fun? Thanks for sharing, uh-huh, uh-huh. What kind of birds? Ducks. Cool. And eagles. Most, just birds in general, really. <laughs> I'm not biased. You're not biased no. against birds. <laughs> They're all good. Hey, hey you. you! Your life seems fun. fun. What's, What's the fun, fun fact about you? you? Uh-huh. Oh, I can do this with my toes. Hey, hey you! Your you life is fun. fun. Thanks for sharing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I gotta take my shoe off, though. We gotta see this. Super scared, let's find out. Hey, you! Your, your life seems fun. fun. What's the fun fact about you? Uh-huh. So, my left, like, you know the big toe? Mm-hmm. You know the two next to him? Mm -hmm. My left one is like together a bit, like a bit wet. Hey, hey you! Your life seems fun. fun. What's, What's a fun, fun fact about, about you? you? Uh-huh. He's my brother. Hey, hey you! Your life is fun. Thanks for sharing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Your life seems fun. What's a fun fact about you? Uh-huh. My cabin at night doesn't stop talking and no one gets to bed and it's terrible. Yeah, bro, it's great. Hey, hey you! Your life seems fun. Thanks for sharing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. summer is only or is less than 60 days away which means camp preparations are in full swing here at the camp we are working so hard to get the facilities ready the program ready the summer staff prepped and make sure that we have an amazing summer happening you can also be praying for the campers who have already signed up to come and for those who haven't yet signed up that god would bring the campers he wants to camp and that they'd get a chance to hear the word of god spoken to them and also see it lived out in front of them you can also be praying for our summer staff. Many people have already applied and been hired. You can be praying that God will be preparing their hearts for what they're going to do this summer. And you can also be praying for those who have not yet applied. Uh, we have so many people doing interviews. We have interviews happening every day as Joe continues to make uh, really big decisions about who's serving where and doing what during the summer. So you can be praying for him and praying for those people who are applying and those people who are getting ready to serve at camp for the summer. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've been blessed by our time together and have a great day.